This is ESPN Crick Info. Hello and welcome to Talking T20 ESPN Crick Info's brand new podcast which takes you into the heart of the game that's reshaping cricket. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Talking T20. Welcome to Talking T20, where we, in a whole new series, are going to be talking about the Vitality T20 Brass. Hello and welcome to another edition of Talking T20. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Talking T20. Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket Info's Talking T20 podcast. They swagger and they stagger out, they shake their heads, they cry. How on earth did we lose to a team that played Yashpal at five? If World Cup 2019 were an episode of Friends, would it be the one with the 3D glasses and the duct tapes? The one without the associates to steal a former colleague's tweet? Or just the one when cricket took us back on a joyride to 1992? I'm Srinath Sripath and it's my pleasure to welcome you to Talking World Cup. This is ESPN Trick Info, Talking World Cup. Hey, let's know. This is ESPN Trick Info. This is Talking T20 turned Talking World Cup turned We Will Have a New Name Soon podcast. And I'm Srinath Sripath. <laughs> Hey listeners, this is ESPN Trick Info. I am Srinath Sripath and you're listening to the Stump Mike Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stump Mike Dustra. Hey everyone, you're listening to Stump Mike Dustra, uh, the the podcast which, uh, like the delivery, uh, may not pass a biomechanical test. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the ESPN Crick Info Stump Mike Podcast. Hello and welcome to ESPN Crick Info Stump Mike. Hi and welcome to ESPN Crick Info Stump Mike. Welcome listeners to another episode of uh, Stump Mike. So our intros have grown, the music has evolved, the hosts have changed. And every minute of being zesty, peppy and clued in has led us to 100 episodes of ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Ayer and it is an honour to introduce this episode and a shout out to Srinath Sripath who launched and led this podcast under the guidance of course of Osman Samiuddin and Sambit Bal. So regulars on the pod have been the Dusra team of Siddharth Monga and Andrew Fidel Fernando. But you don't need me to sing their praises. You can do that yourself because they will be on this 100th episode just a little later. Now, though, I am joined by someone who has been on this podcast since episode one. I joined the Stump My Crew much later. But here is the familiar voice of Gaurav Sundaraman. Hey, Gaurav. Hi, Karthik. Great to be here and especially the 100th episode I I don't know how time flies. I had no idea that we were approaching a century. Uh, uh, I was still uh, Sachin in the 90s, I guess, uh, uh, waiting to get to that century slowly. Uh, but it seems like it's uh, like uh, uh, Joss Butler or A.B. De Villiers. We have reached century pretty fast. And you were there. You were there on the the first episode of uh, Stump. Was it Stump Mike then? Like, I, I'm so confused, man. If you can take us through the origins, that would be great. Yeah, so originally, uh, I'm a big fan of podcasts and Crick Info being uh, a leading platform, global platform, didn't have one apart from the one uh, we have in UK called Switch Hit, 
but uh, that's more uh, focused on UK. And I wanted something uh, uh, to start something in a more global uh, scale. And and I'm a big fan of T20 cricket. You know that. And uh, I follow T20 very closely. So it was during the IPL. Uh, we were in Bombay. Me and Srinath were constantly having this chat. And we just proposed this idea to Sambit and um, uh, Osman. And uh, it was originally meant to uh, be a T20 pod. And we called it Talking T20. It uh, felt that uh, we could focus on the intricacies of this new format. And that's how it, it actually started. And they liked the idea of a T20-only uh, pod. And... Um, Yes, uh, I, I think it started off as that. And like most things, uh, uh, it evolves and uh, it's obviously become now Stump Mike. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's exactly how it uh, evolved. It started off as an idea of T20 cricket and now it's all cricket. So Gaurav, do you remember then the first episode? I mean, it's 99 ago and I think it's been a couple of years since uh, you, Srinath and who else was there on that first episode? I think it was Jared Kimber. Yes. And uh, it was a very uh, geeky episode, uh, if I may call it. It was obviously focused on T20, the tactics and what people uh, usually do. And it was uh, during the IPL, if I, uh, if my memory serves right, uh, two years ago. And uh, yeah, so it all made sense uh, uh, to launch it perfectly at that time. And um, uh, yeah, uh, it, I, I think... Uh, we, I really enjoyed uh, uh, each of those episodes. In fact, the first, uh, uh, almost the majority of the first few episodes were uh, Srinath, me, and another guest uh, uh, who used to discuss and dissect T20s. I remember uh, Akash Chopra being part of it, Brad Hodge being part of it, Graham Swan being part of it. And, you know, just the fact that you're talking with these cricketers and you're discussing cricket, uh, it's, it's amazing. I, like, it, I really enjoyed it. So this is from the summary of episode one of ESPN Cricket Info Talking T20 as it was known then. Jared Kimber and Gaurav Sundaraman digging into the who's and what's of death polling in T20 cricket. You said it's geeky and yeah, I mean, man, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think if I remember very well, uh, that episode was where we were trying to say that Bubba is not a good death bowler. We were trying to pull out stats and uh, in fact he had a pretty bad uh, IPL 2018 if, uh, 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 for Mumbai Indians he didn't really deliver and we were trying to say that uh, why uh, sometimes that uh, getting wickets in the death may not mean as much as getting wickets early on and stuff like that uh, we've come a long way from that now but yeah it was interesting to do, uh, uh, dissect these things Gaurav I can imagine all Bumrah and Team India fans like actively searching for episode one of uh, ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike, then known as Talking T20. But okay, so you guys started with a 2020 podcast. It was something that not not many, if any, had done then. So how did it evolve into all cricket? Because if you go through the list of uh, the, the, the people who have appeared on our podcast from Rahul Dravid to Mike Hussey, there is the IPL reviews, there's the, about stuff about the T20 Plus, and then it slowly evolves into some bits about maybe even a little bit about test cricket, about associate cricket, about about the auctions, about about pretty much everything. Yeah, I think the transition was pretty seamless. So if you if you notice the first uh, almost the first year leading up to the uh, ICC ODI World Cup, where a lot focused on T20s, where we had leagues every uh, two months. You had your 
CPL immediately after the IPL. You had your blast. You had your uh, BPL. You had uh, BBL, and then you had your PSL. So we could always have a wide range of uh, uh, topics to discuss about across all these leagues. And then you had the biggie uh, with the ODI World Cup, and we thought obviously you have to continue the podcast with. Um, uh, uh, you can't talk T20 during the ODI season, and that's when we transitioned into uh, Stump Mike, and we uh, started talking about. Uh, uh, the World Cup and what's happening. We had people on the ground. We had uh, reporters uh, discussing stuff. So that was a seamless transition. And after the ODI uh, World Cup, we thought, okay, it's uh, we, it, it made more sense to uh, uh, broaden the horizon. And obviously, T20, you know, is uh, again, it gets more geeky and geeky uh, the more you go uh, deep. So we wanted to keep it uh, uh, more general and discuss also other controversial topics. So, uh, yeah, that's how uh, the transition happened. So if you had to pick one favorite moment from uh, from the entire series of Talking T20 and Stump Mike podcast, I'm, guess, I'm guessing one is too less. So let, let's go with three. Gaurav, if you had to pick three of your favorite moments from, from the 99 episodes of this pod, what would it be and what would you recommend our listeners go back and listen to? Definitely the episode with Michael Hussey. I think that was... Uh... Uh, one of the uh, uh, great episodes we were able to talk for a long time. I, uh, we had to edit quite a bit, but his uh, anecdotes on Dhoni, his anecdotes on Australia, preparing for uh, how he prepares for the game. A lot of those an- anecdotes were amazing. He's a great, uh, 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 he narrates the entire uh, game brilliantly. He narrates his experience as well. So I enjoyed Hasi's episode. Uh, I also, obviously, one of the uh, better episodes were the very recent ones which we did with uh, Varun and Shashank. Uh, that came out very well. That was uh, a very different episode. We uh, had a lot of banter going on. And I, I also liked all the IPL uh, auction previews uh, and the uh, IPL preview as such. Both the years, uh, I think one was with Akash uh, Chopra and the, uh, the auction preview was with Nagaraj. Both were a lot of fun, you know, predicting things. And then we actually look back at our prediction uh, uh, two months later. And uh, it, 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 it was very in-depth. And the discussion was a lot of fun, uh, uh, good uh, opinions and good banter as always. So I think these three stand out for me. And Mike Hussey aside, who has been your favorite guest on the Stump Mike pod? Uh, that's a tough one, mm. but uh, I think Swan was hilarious. Swan was amazing. Uh, he was very funny. His sense of humor is really good. And um, yeah, I if, guess, I, if I can, if I can step in here, the recent one we had with with Ashish Nehra. Ashish Nehra is is so unfiltered, yeah, especially about what's happening in cricket recently with the ban on using saliva. And it, it it was it's a lovely listen to listener if you haven't heard it yet. Yeah, uh, I'm sure the the personality of the uh, of the cricketer comes out a lot more uh, in this platform. You know, uh, like you said, they're unfiltered and they uh, they tell what they feel, so that really helps. And um, yeah, I guess we've had some amazing guests. And how can we forget the, the legend Rahul Dravid? I think he's mm-hmm. like possibly the one with the most runs on this uh, uh, podcast. So uh, that was again another uh, amazing experience. So, Gaurav, but for 99 episodes, it it hasn't just been sitting and talking around the table. I mean, currently, we have, we have launched in our previous episode a Stump Mike IQ, which is, of course, an evolution from the quizzes that you have done with Srinath earlier and a few that we have done recently as well. We've had lots. We've had interviews with even the likes of Dale Stain when when I think he's been out, he's been out fishing. We've had Sana Mir talking to us during lockdown. 
there's been plenty of new and innovative things on stump mic regularly yeah and uh, i completely forgot about one of the best episodes of the podcast which is with osman and the whole pakistan gang the best yes. space yeah during the world cup i think that was amazing that that was uh, uh, a proper discussion of the, uh, of pakistan cricket those who want to uh, really uh, go deep into how these guys are passionate about the sport i think that's a great podcast to listen so like you said uh, we have definitely evolved and uh, as the platform evolves now more in india as well uh, with more people uh, getting into this whole uh, fitness revolution and that was actually one of the key uh, reasons why um, uh, i was very very keen on having this sport because a lot of people are running more a lot of people are doing spending more time in the gym and that's a good time to hear these podcasts you're focused and you're you're actually able to get that and above all bangalore traffic mumbai traffic you have long time uh, long rides to office uh, these are two uh, instances where you know uh, a podcast comes in very handy uh, i'm sure um, you would have also experienced the same i <laughs> need if nothing else the one thing crick info espn crick info stump mic offers you is quality content so so that there's there's, there's always that absolutely and uh, yeah i'm so glad that we are uh, reaching a century and uh, hope we can uh, get to uh, the double century pretty soon ah the pressure is on there gaurav okay it's been it's been awesome having you on on our 100th episode you of course will continue to be there on ESPN Cricket Info Stump Mike now listener it's time to take a listen to some of the best moments in the 99 episodes of Talking T20/Stump Mike Hello and welcome to Talking T20 this week we're going up a notch in the company of a T20 world champion first for the show we're recording uh, almost 8 years to the day Graham Swan and his mates won the World Cup in West Indies. Graham Swan, pleasure to have you on the show. Pleasure to be on. Pleasure to be reminded about that uh, World Cup win as well, T20. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I think it was. I think it was yesterday. Very enjoyable, actually. Thinking back, I only got one wicket in the final. That annoys me. I should have had two. <laughs> should have had Dave Hussey. Uh, sorry, Cameron White caught a long off, but someone yeah. messed it up. Mr. Cat. The one and only Mr. Cricket, Mike Hussey. Welcome on the show, Mike. G'day, guys. Great to be here. Is that true, Mike? Ashes um, and World, World Cup are top priority and the rest of it is... It is difficult these days with the schedule being so busy to, to play all the players in all the games. It's just physically and, and mentally impossible. So, yeah, there are a lot of players getting rested, particularly the fast bowlers rotate around a lot as well. So uh, the, they put guys like Pat Cummins, Mitchell Stark, Josh Hazelwood in Cottonwood at various stages... It, which is a bit foreign for me because it took me so long to get into the Australian team. I didn't want to rest any any, any games. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to play every game possible. But mm. I've come to realise that yeah, with the schedule with and the other T20s, and twenty leagues around the place, it's it's just impossible. And the fact that uh, Maxwell and Finch didn't sign up for the IPL, those are signs, you know, that uh, they wanted the World Cup uh, really badly. And uh, it's Maxwell. He he's a, a million dollar player. He's a gun T20 uh, player. Yeah. Uh, whatever said and done about his performances, he's always going to go for that money. So uh, next year, he's very well set up, set up to because he's one of those few marquee players in the auction. Uh, that might have been part of his tactic as well. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small auction, and I'm pretty sure I'll be very surprised if Maxwell's not a millionaire. So uh, leaving that aside, uh, the fact that they rested and and they prepared for this tournament and the ashes definitely shows that they make these tournaments as key and they give it their best and i can't tell you how much i hate cricket right now 
it's it, it's such a hollow feeling and after the most exciting match possibly you know i think this is one of the great or if not the greatest one day match of all time we shouldn't be feeling so hollow about the way it's it's gone on i mean for two teams to be separated by boundaries hit first of all which is seems like a completely arbitrary thing how is a boundary for greater than 4 runs that are run yeah and if you're looking for and if you're looking for events in a cricket match a wicket is a much more significant event why not go to that first and then go to boundaries i mean if you're if you're going to go in that way uh if you're going to go to these seemingly arbitrary things why is boundaries hit uh, hit relevant uh, i know i know this i know this rule was there in place everybody knew about this rule but it it didn't stop any of us from ridiculing this rule it's just that we didn't know that it would come down to this in a bloody world cup final this is shrinath shripath welcome to yet another episode of talking world cup which comes to you with the tournament wide open heading into the final week of the league phase pakistan has just beaten new zealand and unless you've been living under a rock the paddles to the 1992 world cup are getting spookier and spookier by the day pakistan's first seven results have gone the exact same way as 1992 and as if it needed to get any crazier martin guptill seemed to play into the narrative with a near replica of the jonty roads run out of inzamam to get rid of haris sohail with the game all but sealed for pakistan What follows the chat between Osman Samiuddin and Siddharth Munga are two writers to the ground in Edgbaston trying to unpack and try to make sense of the irrationality of it all the irrationality of Pakistan turning up out of nowhere out of chaos at pretty much every other major tournament strap in and enjoy So if you remember we wanted to talk about <laughs> this and that was before the start of this world cup when I was in your at your house for 3 days we wanted to talk about just the desperation that pakistan team was in and the similarities that we had already started picking out in between this campaign and bandway yeah. i really regret Bandwe. doing it <laughs> bandway by the way is urdu hindi punjabi for, for 92 92 which everyone of course immediately knows by but, now yes but okay. the thing is the thing is that you wanted to talk about it then but we've never actually stopped having this conversation this is like a conversation that we've been having forever Assalamu alaikum nazreen welcome to pace space yaar a very special episode where we are being hosted by ESPN Crick Info see few things are traditional you cannot touch yes we all want sports to happen cricket football xyz everything but there are few things you cannot touch now you tell me one thing if there is no saliva allowed on the ball and you are saying uh, you can temper the ball how the hell you will temper the ball Now those were just a few of the many many special moments we have had in our previous 99 episodes of ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. You can relive every episode on ESPN Sports Center and every other major podcast platform. Now to end this 100th episode, we have Monga and Fidel bringing back Dusra to celebrate the return of cricket. Thank, thanks Karthik uh, it's it's been a long time that we have not been here and it's also been a long time that cricket has not been here yeah, uh, in fact it's it's i don't think i have spoken to fernando in in the meanwhile except for a few whatsapp chats one of the one of which has actually gone up online hey, uh, how's how have you like 
cricket coming back after i don't know uh, some 100 and something days i don't know the exact stats uh, how did you how did you watch it what did it mean to you i mean i watched much more archival footage over the last 3 months than i would ever have done in my life otherwise so i watched all this stuff and also there seems to be like a in sri lanka we're like starved of archival footage of sri lankan players but there were a couple of channels that started up during the started up during the lockdown which just started putting this so obviously someone's got this recorded somewhere and they've just we've just started to get like the first proper wave of sri lankan cricket uh footage on youtube uh previously we had to kind of rely on uh robelinda or like uh just just random youtubers if they happen to put something up um but now it's uh, there seems to be like a few content producers or a few uploaders that are doing the job um and yesterday i mean watching the game i barely got to watch it i mainly caught the rain breaks um which is kind of uh yeah i watching cricket in england that's kind of what you do i i don't mind though i don't mind watching the rain breaks at least there was cricket on in between the rain um and that was uh, that was fun yeah it's it's uh, it's strange that i have like it's been what 3 months and i have not more than 3 months i have not felt the urge to watch cricket or go to archival footage or watch highlights or read up about the game uh it's I, i'm sure we we all will agree that at least at least for me cricket has never meant less than it has during these pe- during this period because of what we are what the whole world is going through right now but yesterday when it uh, and yesterday again i was i wasn't i didn't watch the start of the game i was walking my dog but i i still found a uh, found the urge to you know uh, get online on my phone use the app to watch uh, a little bit when i was outside and then uh, it was uh, and i i and just watching the first ball uh, it 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 was reassuring the things that came back to you uh, like uh, first for the first thing i noticed kimar roach first ball his bowling round the wicket which i'd forgotten about this revolution that has happened fast bowlers going round the wicket to left handers first up without waiting for what's what's happening to the ball that oh th- that's that that came back to you you had stopped thinking about all these things that came back to you the moment you saw roach bowl that first ball and then you was like you were like oh this this length is a little too short he needs to find that proper length so these things coming back and all the other things people kept talking about cricket how cricket is going to be a distraction we need positive news we need this this blah 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 that it didn't affect me at all it didn't make me want to watch cricket but when once i started watching it and it was reassuring that it was drawing me back in into you know finding the right length the line is a little wide all those things and and while it happened it it was good to watch and it uh, again the rain as you pointed out was good that i am sick of this term new normal so at least we were back to the old normal when it comes to cricket in england and we were waiting and waiting and then and the ground is ready players are ready and we're still waiting for 8 minutes <laughs> because the umpires have said so and then 3 uh, minutes after those 8 minutes have elapsed the rain is back so it was good to like have that old normal of cricket back and we could we could curse the umpires we could curse the broadcasters we could curse the rains should i go back to my personal old normal of like uh, accusing the england cricket board of not being good enough at um, managing rain breaks <laughs> <laughs> and not managing grounds and not covering up the whole ground like sri lankan cricket does 
um, that would, we should just slip. This is this is the sign that cricket has come back. That we're all our old rants have immediately come straight to our straight to the top of our minds. Uh, I I also wanted. To, I mean, jumping off that, I also wanted to quickly talk about. I mean, we've seen the huge um, effort that has gone into bringing cricket back in the UK. Uh, the West Indies had to go there, do their quarantine. They're staying in grounds with uh, accommodation right next door. There's all sorts of brand new uh, protocols that have to be gone that, that have had to uh, be made or that have had to be followed to, to play cricket safely right now. Um, but it's strange, it's always been strange to me that it's happening in the country that's been most affected by the pandemic uh, in terms of out of the cricket playing countries. I don't think there's been any country that has uh, had certainly not the death toll that the UK has. Um, and uh, probably not the, the number of cases either. Um, whereas, you know, like in, in Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka has not been in lockdown for, for weeks. We've only had 11 deaths so far, far as I, my, my, uh, um, the, the far as I know, far as the, the, the latest figures show. Uh, and the board is basically begging for people to come around and play. Uh, there's a Bangladesh tour that they really want to play. There's an India tour that's obviously massively important in terms of uh, in terms of finances. Sri Lanka cricket is so desperate right now for people to come and play that they're even hoping to play a Lankan Premier League, which is a tournament that's, that, that they haven't ever successfully hosted. Uh, they're so desperate for cricket that, you know, that they might even have a go at this like massively failed venture yet again. That's one thing we could be thankful for for the pandemic, if it derives the Lankan Premier League. Should we be thankful or should we accuse it? I mean, it depends how it, it all comes off. I don't mind. I don't mind a T20 league right now. I, I don't think it's it's great time for Test cricket. Just T20 games would be much better than Test matches where you need to be at the ground for a week. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm just wondering what kind of shape a Lankan Premier League would take right now in the middle of a pandemic, uh, with everything going on, um, and just my, my reservations about it are solely uh, to do with my confidence in Sri Lanka cricket to pull it off and nothing else. Exactly. I mean, is and also I think it, it goes uh, with the image that people might have of certain countries. Where, like India is not much worse affected than UK, but I, I'm sh I know I'm sure we cannot pull off a biosecure, you know, space where you can where these guys can come and play cricket uh, India it won't be a smart idea I don't know why they didn't do it in Sri Lanka why it, it's is it just because other teams are not agreeing or is it because is it just because it, it, the reputation of Asian countries that yeah I mean I think partly it's because India players certainly with Bangladesh this was the case the Bangladesh players didn't have the opportunity to train uh, in uh, in Bangladesh before coming over so I don't think SLC quite had the funds to uh, to maintain this biosecure bubble for an extra two, three weeks for them to come to Sri Lanka and do their training here, whereas the ECB did have the, the resources to be able to do that, to, to essentially make their overheads for the tour very, very high. Um, and, uh, and they were, you know, they, they had the finances to, to back that up, whereas Sri Lanka cricket doesn't really have the clout or have the have the financial ability to maintain a, a budget for uh, maintain the Indian team here in a biosecure bubble for seven weeks for the purpose of a, or five weeks for the purpose of three ODIs and three T20s. It probably wasn't a financial uh, thing, and also the, the the Indian players might not have agreed to that for being away for five weeks for that. 
So, um, so those are the kind of financial realities. And where cricket has restarted has more to do with the wealth of the boards than uh, the COVID-19 situation on the, on the ground in any country. Um, New Zealand, of course, has dealt with COVID-19 probably better than almost any country. Um, they, they have sporting events on at the moment with full crowds and everything, but it's not cricket season, it's rugby season there being the winter. So you know, New Zealand's kind of an exception when it comes to that. Um, yeah, but I, I hope that we can start getting some... Uh, what's the situation like in India? Would there be any chance that the BCCI can create a biosecure bubble uh, for their Indian players to train for a few weeks before sort of making their first trip perhaps to Sri Lanka? I think that that would be the logical process or logical, uh, you know, uh, step to take if and when India India think it's time to you know start playing again. And I'm I'm sure they have the finances. And if if there's no touring team involved, if there's no broadcast involved, I'm sure they can create that biosecure bubble for the Indian for 20, 25, or maybe 30. So just to be sure, 30 cricketers to go and train in. I'm, I'm sure they can do that, and there are uh, there are academies in India. Like, f for example, NCA has a residential wing, or and there are other academies that have residential wings. It it might not be five star accommodation, but it would be comfortable enough. And if, like, if if they put all their heads and all their resources together, I'm sure they can pull off a fairly comfortable and secure bios uh, a secure bubble for the players to train in. But that also depends on uh, what India want to do. India, uh, wh what do they want to play? Do they? I'm not, I'm not sure. India want to play Sri Lanka. Uh, they might be more interested in playing the IPL first, and uh, or again, if, uh, a financially lucrative tour of Australia is what they would consider before you know. So th there's also talk of uh, the IPL coming here to Sri Lanka. What's what are your thoughts on that? What do you? Um, what have you heard about that? Look, there's there's no concrete. Uh, it's all speculation. There was speculation a couple of days ago that even New Zealand has uh, offered uh, to host the IPL, but today the spokesperson has denied having having done any such thing. Uh, so Sri Lanka, UAE, Australia all remain uh, venues, but there there are like there are three four uh, layers that the BCA needs to consider. Can it? Um, I, do, I think we can rule out it happening in India. So now, uh, can can the BCCI get down all the foreign players, the Ibi Villiers and the Chris Gales of the world? Or does it feel confident enough to maybe just play uh, a glorified version of Indian domestic T20 plus the Virat Kohli's, the Jasprit Bumrahs and Rohit Sharma and local stars from whichever country India go to? I mean, I'm sure it will still be a big hit on TV if at this point if India could uh, deliver an IPL from Sri Lanka which has only Indian and Sri Lankan players it would still be a big 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 hit uh, and like m it will be much more than just being something better than nothing uh, it, I'm not sure what the considerations right now with BCCI are but uh, from what we have heard they're still aiming to like late in September, October, for which they must be, they have to be in planning stages right now, otherwise it's difficult to pull off. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we'll, we'll wait on the, the, uh, the, on further news about cricket while cricket has started and while it's 
the we've slipped into old habits it still hasn't uh got itself properly rolling yet around the world so we'll wait on news from uh, various parts of the world and we'll uh, hand back over to uh, Karthik and the rest of the crew who have chosen a great time for this to be the 100th episode with cricket just coming back and uh, and they have and they have done a great job when there was no cricket on and i hope they uh, i hope and wish they continue doing that over the next weeks yeah fantastic over to you karthik thank you fidel and monga and listener our biggest thank you to you for being with us till this milestone from everyone associated with talking t20 and talking world cup which is now stump mike we're a hundred not out and look set for many more until next time stay clean stay safe